Hey everyone, it's Al. Before we begin our chat with Jeff, I'd like to give a quick shout out to our sponsor, Diabolical Coffee. It's devilishly good coffee and diabolically awesome swag. There's a roast for all tastes and you can order whole bean, coarse and standard grind or espresso. And there's even a K-cup option for single cup brewers. And for the duration of season 10 of our podcast, you can use the promo code PRODUSTAN for 10% off anything in the store. That's 10% off all coffee and merch. Thank you, Diabolical Coffee and to Eric for your support this season. Now. On our chat with Jeff McHenry. That fresh produce stand there. That's a beauty. What do you listen to? My favorite murder podcast. Taggart and Torrance podcast. The produce stand. Ah, uh, fucking sexy. It's Thirsty Thursday, and that means we are once again hanging out at the produce stand. Podcast paying tribute to the great Canadian show Letter Kenny. Now, I know what you're thinking. There are many other podcasts about Kenny out there, but this one is about to uncover how the shit got on the outside of the toilet. <laughs> I'm Al, your host, and joining me in the room, as always, is lovely Tanya. And online, we have Squirrely Matt. Sadly, no Victor uh, tonight. Uh, he sends his uh, his regrets, but, uh, you know, he's got a day job and, and it, it came calling. So, unfortunately, uh, he couldn't make it and he really wanted to be here, Jeff. So speaking of which, I let the cat out of the bag. Joining us tonight, he is the winner of the 2005 Tim Sims Encouragement Fund Award, 2006 Yuck Yucks Great Canadian Laugh-Off, the Best Newcomer at 2007 Canadian Comedy Awards. He was nominated for Best Male Stand-Up in 2015. He's appeared at every major Canadian comedy festival. In 2011, his one-hour Comedy Now special aired on CTV and on Comedy Network. He's also appeared in various films and television shows such as Dog Pound, Hot Box, Murdoch Mysteries, John Doerr television show, and of course, we all know and love him as Alexander on Letter Kenny. Please join me in making some noise for Jeff McHenry. Wondrous! <laughs> oh my god! I regret nothing! Welcome to the produce stand, Jeff. <laughs> Oh, thank you so much for having me, everybody. <laughs> uh, first of all, did I did I meant did I pronounce your name properly, McHenry? Is it? Yes, yes, you did. Yeah, awesome, good. I'm, I'm and uh, you you mentioned every credit I've had in twenty years of doing this, so I appreciate <laughs> yeah. that. Well, as well. It's what I do. Um, amazing. Thank you so I much. There's a Doritos commercial I did in two thousand and nine. Yeah. You missed. But, uh, Damn it, Al! You have one job. One job, Al. <laughs> and you know what? I know that Dorito commercial because I've seen it, so I remember it clearly. So thank you so much for joining us. First of all, where are you uh, speaking to us from right now? Oh boy, I am in uh, I am in uh, lovely uh, Winnipeg because I have a horrible agent. Uh, yeah. <laughs> is it is the is, yeah. is the comedy festival happening right now? Oh no, not even that. No, no. <laughs> no. You're just in Winnipeg. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Here's something yeah, fun to do uh, in the winter. Uh, Rumors uh, Comedy Club. It's a great uh, club uh, here in uh, Winnipeg, and yeah, every other time I've done it, it it's been in the summer, and uh, so I got uh, got the chance to do it, uh, uh, and the show's been wonderful. But mm -hmm. yeah, I think saturday's supposed to be minus 41 so oh my god <laughs> oh. yeah you take the good with the bad yeah, i guess so oh, that's um, really bad though <laughs> minus 41 yeah. oh. hard pass <laughs> how long have, how long have you been at the 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 live show like back at the live show since the pandemic uh i started back i'm crazy i got the ocd and everything so mm -hmm. like i 
didn't do the whole like people were doing it like like uh we're doing it in like the weird in between period and everything but i didn't start again until last september after i got my two shots and the numbers went down and yeah Okay. So, but do you find that, I mean, people are so happy to be back in a club again and, and maybe the, the, the audiences are, are more lively or, or, or more receptive. Yeah, it's, it's been a mix of that. Like, that's what I thought it was going to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've found it's been a mix of that. And also like, I'm sure you've seen the cell phone footage of the video footage of like Americans on airlines right now. Right. Oh no. <laughs> so it's like people are like really happy to be out, but there's also a small segment of people that just completely forgot how to interact in public. Like it's right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're learning all over again. Yeah. 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 Well, we're going to get to letter Kenny, but let's kind of take it from the beginning. And I mean, you're in Winnipeg right now, but that's not where you're from originally. Right. And no, from uh, Acton, Ontario, small town. Acton, Ontario. Now, Worth the drive Worth to the Acton. drive to Acton. There you go. <laughs> they for, forgive us for not being original, but we do have a lot of American listeners who have not heard that, I'm sure. But oh, it, wow. Is it worth the drive to Acton? Yeah, you know, my... No, no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got it was, a, it, was a, it was a leather uh, coat store. Yeah, yes. the old hide house. <laughs> yes, in Acton. And yeah. they had this big uh, campaign back mm-hmm. in the 80s. It's worth the drive to act and yeah, yeah. i remember um, so it well kind of what we're yeah we're known for and then they built a store in downtown toronto so it wasn't even worth the drive anymore. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't have to endure any longer <laughs> uh, we fell victim to that uh, commercial i remember my dad one year saying okay we're gonna i'm gonna buy you all leather coats let's get in the car <laughs> we were in the car so long we're we're all uh, we're we're north of toronto ourselves and uh, oh my goodness it was not worth the drive i gotta say <laughs> oh, mind you for a store that's dedicated to all things de- made True. by dead animals, it's it's impressive. <laughs> it's 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 large. It's 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 comprehensive. There's a lot there. Yeah. <laughs> and it was a big ta- a big deal for a small town. Like you guys, yeah. even I'm sure. a few years ago, it was like a little over nine thousand in Acton, probably a hell of a lot less when you were a kid. So you're right up there with Listowel and size. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, and it's funny if you ask anybody from Acton if they've been in the old hideouts, they tell you no. Like I. <laughs> I've, I've never been in there. Really? Oh, haven't you? No, no. <laughs> wow. No. It's like somebody no, who grew up in Toronto has yeah. never been up, up to CN Tower or something. I mean, that's your Which CN is more Tower. true than you'd think it's. No, I think. know. I mean, I, I remember, I can't remember how old I was b- before I, I first went up to CN Tower. And not that I live in Toronto, but I was close enough. Uh, and yeah. Anyway, I was just in Acton actually a couple of months ago. I was at a, a bar called the uh, Tanners, which is just across the street from the old hide house, which is surreal. Yes, yeah, Tanners. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah. Uh, we went there for a, a lunch meeting and uh, they, they said we should come to Tanners. That's the place to be. So are you familiar with that place? Yeah, yeah. It's one of the three restaurants in town. Yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> and it has the less amount of winos. Uh, so, yeah, if you want to go somewhere, that's probably... Yeah. Unless you want to talk to my uncle for an hour, <laughs> all of his divorces, I would say go to Tanner. <laughs> Very nice. Uh, do you still live in Acton or where do you live now? Uh, no, I'm in uh, Toronto now. You're yeah. in Toronto? Yeah. yeah. Very cool. Where'd you go to school? Uh, I went to Humber for the comedy uh, program. Yeah, that's how I got my uh, start. I think I think, I think think K-Trap did it uh, mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. yeah, I think he did it a few years before I did. 
Well, and, and speaking, so, yeah, speaking that's of how I got started. K Trev, um, well, I, well, we'll get to Letter Kenny, but first about you. Uh, so, was was stand up always the first thing you wanted to do, uh, not acting? Uh, yeah, very much so. Yeah, I was a I was a pretty good writer growing up, and I knew uh, like I I loved stand up when I was a kid. So I'd watch Just for Laughs every summer, and right. like uh, comics and comedy now, and yeah, I loved stand up a lot. And, uh, when I went to Humber, I was, I was lucky in that some people take a while to kind of find their voice on stage. And I was just lucky in that I kind of figured out who I was going to be on stage pretty early on. Mm-hmm. So yeah, uh, I've been doing it ever since really. Humber's quite the school. They've got like, they're around renowned for their music, music program. Um, I think they have a pretty good film and television or animation yeah. program as well. And I didn't even know about the comedy program. So, I mean, who were some of your classmates that did, would we know anybody or other than you, obviously, <laughs> uh, my friend, uh, Steph Tolev, uh, Steph's, uh, doing really well in, uh, Los Angeles now. Um, yeah, she's doing great. She just got, um, on with the, uh, uh, comedy store, which is a huge, uh, mm-hmm. accomplishment. Yeah. Very few Canadians get they call it like past, right. uh, which means they get onto the regular roster there. Um, and then, yeah, a bunch of, a bunch of my buddies, you've seen him on like film and television and, mm. and, and yeah, Hallmark movies and right. <laughs> just, just Canadian show business. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Did you have any, like when you got started, I mean, you said, I'm like you, I was listening to stand up since I was a kid and I was always drawn to it. Did you have any early inspiration or people you just like, were just drawn to? Um, obviously you found your own voice along the way, but what, what were some of your early? Yeah. Well, I, I, I was always a big, uh, and I don't know why being in such a, being a hick white kid from, you know, living on a hundred acre dairy farm. But I was, I, <laughs> I, I liked Richard Pryor. When oh I yeah. Was, uh, and, uh, and it well, you went the other direction. Be the, pardon me, sir. <laughs> you went the other direction there. <laughs> yeah. 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 I so love it. yeah, he, he was always my favorite just because he was so like, all of his stuff was about him and about, you know, about him, you know, having substance abuse issues and about, you know, his struggles and everything. And, you know, later on, I would find out, you know, they always say, write what you know. And I think that's why I was uh, attracted to him so much because I was like, oh, this guy's just kind of up there talking about his life. And that's right, yeah. kind of the style that, um, uh, I emulated and then I found, you know, that I can do, uh, I'm not smart enough to do political humor or anything like that. I've been, been, uh, yeah, here in Winnipeg, there's been like three guys. They're trying to do a a bit about the truckers and I could give a shit less about any. Yeah. Yeah, Well, good for you. Like people don't want to get angry. They want to laugh. And, uh, yeah. (laughs) To be what you know. I mean, there's always, I mean, I think for some of the grades, there's always a level of honesty in their, in their comedy, right. Drawing from things, you know, and things that experiences, but telling it in a comedic way. And it's, uh, there's nothing better than that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, if you don't mind, I'm just going to play a quick little clip for, for those of our listeners who haven't heard your comedy yet. This one here is from, I think, 2018 from the uh, Winnipeg Comedy Festival. Uh, you guys think I'm funny on stage. You should see me try and place a dinner order with an attractive waitress. That's the funniest thing you'll ever see in your life. 
I, I sound like that one relative on Family Feud nobody's going to talk to after the taping. <laughs> Can I start you off with something to drink, sir? Coke, Pepsi, Sprite, Mountain Dew. Screw it. Pass. Pass. Worst experience I ever had with a waitress, my 30th birthday. This happened two years ago. It was so embarrassing, I'm just talking about it now. That's how bad this was. <laughs> my 30th birthday, I got to do a show by myself in Hamilton. Uh, so I go out, do the show, it goes horrible, of course. <laughs> Afterwards, I go out to eat at Eastside Mario's uh, by myself. So I'm already having a wonderful birthday. <laughs> Eating alone at an Eastside Marrows in Hamilton, by God. I can't wait to see what other triumphs this decade brings me. <laughs> the waitress comes over, uh, order offers some fettuccine Alfredo. She comes back five minutes later with the bread, uh, but instead of butter with the bread, she's got that fancy dancy olive oil stuff, right? She can tell just by looking at me, this is this too much culture for this hillbilly, right? <laughs> and it was, I didn't want that at all. So before she even drops it off, she goes, she goes, would you like me to get you some butter with that? And what I, and what I meant to say in response to that was, uh, was uh, oh, I'd love that. Uh, but since she's a really pretty girl and I'm a defective human being, <laughs> I didn't say that. What I said to her in a creepy, hushed tone <laughs> while making direct eye contact with her, <laughs> oh, I'd love you. <laughs> That's amazing. So first question after that, did he said Mario's, how quickly did they contact you to become like a celebrity endorser? Oh, they, they, the, the complete opposite. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Please don't come into our restaurant anymore. <laughs> they revoked the oh. gift certificate my mom gave me. I love it. Uh, one of my favorite podcasts is called Good One, and and basically they they this guy interviews a bunch of comedians and they talk about jokes and the evolution like at, from when they've been when they were written to you know how they've evolved over time. Now I just saw you kind of mouthing along to that to to that routine a bit. Has have you was that the last time you did that that joke, or have you done it since? And has it changed a lot, or or is it kind of basically the same? Um, it's pretty much the same. I kind of have a different process than a lot of guys because of the whole, um, OCD thing I have, which sure. is where a lot of guys or, and, 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 uh, female comics will like, they'll kind of have an idea and they'll flush it out on stage. Right. Uh, whereas I tend to write it over and over and over and over and over again until I bring it, uh, to the stage. And it, that helps with my memorization as well. Right. Um, so yeah, I'm not one of those, uh, uh, K Trev, for instance, he's a really good storyteller. And he, I think K Trev is kind of one of those people who he'll, he'll start with the loose idea right? and then it'll just flush out eventually. Whereas I kind of got to have it, you know, almost letter perfect and then I'll bring it to the stage and then I can make my cuts here and there. Right. But yeah, I, I, yeah, I'm different in that. I, I usually have it 
pretty close to what it's going to end up being before mm-hmm. I take it to the stage. I'm really fascinated by that process. I mean, Tanya and I, we, we used to go to Yuck Yucks, every, you know, every couple of weeks we loved stand-up yeah. comedy and live comedy, especially. And just, yeah, always fascinated about the, the process. Now you've got a number, you say you're, you're, you're a good writer and you have a, a number of writing credits, mostly for comedy specials. Um, I mean, where did the idea, and so, for, well, first, when you write something for someone else, do you, are you always like uh, wondering whether you should keep it for yourself or what, whether you, you want to let it go, you know? <laughs> well, uh, I mean, I think, uh, again, because I am mostly personal mm-hmm. uh, stuff, if I'm doing show, uh, like uh, they had me do some stuff for still standing, which, right. you know, they go to these yeah. small Canadian towns and you have to make jokes about the. Oh, yeah. We love that show. Yeah, there. We watch that show. Yeah. Yeah. Johnny um, so I've, I've no, like, you know, I'm not, <laughs> you know, I'm not a, 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 a geologist in swift current Saskatchewan. So <laughs> the jokes I read about that, I'm yeah, you guys can have that one. Right. Uh, right. That's great. So no, I, I think, yeah, if, if you're writing for a show, usually you, you have the, or you let the show have that material and mm-hmm. then, you you you, you bring up still standing which is a show tanya and i love watching even still now we we love it how does that work then because so johnny harris goes around the country with a film mm-hmm. crew i guess and shoots all, all these but you do you travel with him or does the, the the stuff get brought back to toronto and then you watch it and then you write from the material uh so they'll go out mm-hmm. uh like the researchers and stuff they'll do like they do like sort of like pre-interviews with the people they're going to end up, uh, Johnny's going to end up interviewing in mm-hmm. the show. And then you get like a little research packet on it, um, on the people and this is their job and this is what they do. And then like my buddies, like, like, uh, Graham Chittenden, uh, Steve Dillon, uh, Fraser Young, they're like the three main writers. Mm-hmm. So they'll actually go to the town with the guys and, you know, try and think of jokes on the fly and stuff, but they'll also bring in other writers before they leave. And right. that's, that's the stuff I've done. And they give you, again, they give you that packet and then you just try and write jokes right. around it. And then those at the end of the show, they compile all those jokes and they put it on and in, uh, in uh, Johnny's stand-up routine. Yeah, yeah, it's great. We love it. Um, <clears throat> cool. So, um, your first time on stage, like as a, as a stand-up comic, do you remember it? <laughs> Very much so. Yeah. <laughs> what was your first? Do you remember your first joke that you wrote or or, or told on stage? Oh, oh God! Uh, Kate Trevor, Kate, Kate Trevor shared his, so it's <laughs> okay. You're not what, above do, it. Do you remember what his was? Um, well, he said he had one written, and then he improvised another one. Um, oh, damn it! Oh, Matt, do you remember? No, but uh, Jeff, I love that you put that right back at yeah, him. Yeah. Sounds, you remember? <laughs> and then he calls out something, and then oh, you God damn it. it right uh, back at him. <laughs> he said, and he said the one that he improvised actually got a bigger laugh than the the written joke that he had. But I I, I don't remember. Now. I'd have to go back and listen to the inter- to the interview. <laughs> uh, we we had to do uh, at Humber Night. You would give uh, you do two minutes mm-hmm. <laughs> because there was so many uh, students right uh, on stage. And normally you're doing five to seven. Yeah, and then. Uh, amateur night um and i remember what i closed on i i like the hackiest thing in the world uh, like i don't worry no one's listening I like uh, yeah i was like I, i'm <laughs> i was like i uh, i'll i'll say what i said when i saw this man uh 
leaving a, a, a girl's uh, dorm room uh, in residence uh, last week. Uh, like, I hope you had fun, and I promise next time I'll go longer than two minutes. Uh, <laughs> and, and I was so scared shitless on stage, I had to look for my buddy Steve in the crowd and point to him. Like, <laughs> like sorry, Steve, you're going to be a premature ejaculator just because oh, I don't have any balls. Well, I mean, point to anybody else. It's not, that's not a normal audience. That's an audience of other comedians. That's got to be even worse than standing in front of just a, a general audience, right? Well, it was, what was worse was, <laughs> I swear this is true, my uh, drama teacher, who was really the reason I started doing all this, she was really encouraging and everything. Um, they organized a field trip around my first set, and mm. I didn't know about that. Oh, no. So, <laughs> yeah. So I show up to Yuck Yucks and there's a bus out front, like a school bus. Wow. And it's like 50 people from my school. Oh, <laughs> oh my No God. pressure at all there. <laughs> no, no, exactly. But you're a uh, Yuck Yucks. So by then you, you're, you're a little more polished than, than those two minutes. So. Yeah. But the nerves. Uh, yeah, I bet. So yeah, I ended up doing well, but mm-hmm. it was, it, you know, it wasn't real. It was a bunch of, you know, people cheering my horrible jokes. It was a home home crowd assisted. Yeah. Well, well, I can tell you, I mean, last few days, I've been trying to get familiar with some of your comedy and some of your older stuff. I caught some of the comedy now one from a number of years ago. And there was one joke that I was like in stitches, just dying. It was around when you moved to Toronto from Acton and you're, I think one of your first apartments and you were talking about opening the door for a girl and her response. Oh, yeah. And then it was all around um, how you ended up. Yeah. That's how you pick up girls by doing polite deeds for uh, sexual favors around the city. <laughs> <laughs> I got, I mean, I was, I was like in my car in hysterics by myself and, and it was like, you're a funny ass dude. And that one made me laugh for sure. Oh, well, thank you so much brother yeah so what, yeah, what no it's, it's it's fun yeah it's 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 great doing stand-up yeah. uh what year were you at uh, humber for the, co- the comedy program uh two 2003 to 2005 yeah. okay and then 2005 you win the tim sims Occur- encouragement award for canada's most promising new act uh talk about that for a sec what 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 was that is that a competition like a kind of uh it was <laughs> <laughs> Oh, like didn't... a lot of things in Canadian show business. No longer exists. It was a thing at one time, yeah. Uh, Were you the last was... winner of it? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they gave it. it to me, and then they were like, yeah, let's, let's just pack up shop. Let's, <laughs> <laughs> let's shut this, this shit down. This thing's lost all meaning. <laughs> oh, no. oh, dear. Uh, no, it was, uh, yeah, so back in the day, mm-hmm. uh, like the five new comics in Toronto would get nominated for this tim sims award right. uh you'd had to be doing it uh less than two years mm-hmm. and then you would do a couple of showcases there'd be judges and then they used to do a comedy special and then uh on the special they'd uh give the winner the award and i uh yeah i was lucky enough to uh win it uh that night so that was awesome yeah. or maybe you were good enough for it sure um. <laughs> the best thing was of my uh i live i've lived with comics uh ever since i started doing this uh so my roommate mm-hmm. uh thought it would be funny uh if he uh because i had to do a bunch of press and all this stuff so i'm, I'm doing a uh interview with the uh, e-talk mm-hmm. and um 
and I was talking to them about winning the award and I'd set the award down on stage and my roommate thought it'd be funny if he just took off with the award. Um, so yeah, that's what he did. So now it's me. <laughs> like I'm just kind of like, you know, searching around for it casually trying to let people know that I don't know where my award is now. And he's over at Jack Astor's like toasting the thing with a couple other buddies. Oh, and the founder that gave, you know that gave me the award, like the poor lady, she's like, "Oh, Jeff, like how could you?" Do <laughs> so I'm having like an anxiety attack and everything. Oh, I, I eventually go home. My roommate comes back. He's been drinking all night with my award. Oh my god! <laughs> he comes back in, and I'm so I'm so gullible. He comes in with my award, and I go, "You found it." <laughs> like, <laughs> Oh, he owns you at that point. Yeah. <laughs> you still have some of that small town uh, uh, mentality in you, did you? Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Very nice. <laughs> well, I mean, that that was, you know, that set off a chain of awards because in t- 2006, you win Yuck Yuck's Great Canadian Laugh Off. I mean, that's no small feat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's uh, all. Yeah, no, that was, uh, that was, that was, that was great. I, uh, yeah, no, guys, I was really supposed to be a star at one point. I really was. <laughs> Here I am in fucking Winnipeg in February. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Oh. And then in 2000, uh, yeah. oh, 2007, best newcomer. So it only took you, uh, by my my calculations, five years to become a newcomer um, at the Canadian Comedy <laughs> that's, Awards. That's, that's pretty good for the. Uh, yeah, to be fair, that award. It was. Uh, I would say K. Trev took him eleven years to that's become right. the best newcomer. So yeah, yeah, you got yeah. that for you. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, John Doerr won it the year before me. He'd been doing it like 12 years. <laughs> they should rename it to what the hell do you know award. <laughs> Very nice. Um, I mean, so you've done some some acting too, right? So you, uh, I saw here you were in a 2008 film with James Franco, Sienna Miller, and David Carradine called Camille. What was, so when, when did you start with the acting? Uh, I started... Um, I got uh, at Humber, you would have uh, like we'd have like these uh, showcases at the end of the year. And um, one of the uh, people who was at the showcase, like you would do sketches and you do stand up. And one of the people who was there, uh, uh, like signed me to her agency. And that's Mm -hmm. that's how I got started uh, acting. Yeah. And uh, yeah, Camille is. uh, Yeah, um, it's. I'm having a hard time describing it uh, (laughs) other than to say it's a bad movie. Uh, (laughs) It literally doesn't make any sense. It's a, it's a movie in which uh, Franco and Sienna Miller get married, but she dies halfway through the movie, but you don't figure that out until the end of the movie. And there's a blue Mm. horse and the last line is it's rice. It's horrible. (laughs) Well, well, the IMDb description has it as a twisted honeymoon adventure about a young couple on their way to Niagara Falls. There you go. It's very Canadian. (laughs) All right. I hope they didn't send I hope Deanna they Miller turned down uh, uh, Elizabeth Banks' part in 40 Year Old Virgins to, to do that movie. Uh, <laughs> whoops. <laughs> yeah, that was, a, that was a bad mistake. Yeah. 
Uh, I hope they didn't send you on that on that press tour to to promote the movie because I feel like <laughs> I feel like you wouldn't uh, have done a great job. <laughs> no, no, no. But that you're being generous, thinking there was a press tour. <laughs> Uh, One of the producers was Bruce McNall, the guy who went to jail for owning the uh, L.A. Kings. Well, he didn't go to jail for that. I think he went to jail for embezzlement, right? (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. (laughs) When a a blacklisted NHL Mm. owner is a movie producer on your film, (laughs) I don't think it bodes well. Amazing. <laughs> now you mentioned John Doerr a few times. I, I'm, I'm assuming you guys were buddies, maybe since you're kind of coming up in the same. Uh, um, yeah, John was a sweetheart. Yeah, yeah he's. Uh, and he actually just moved back home to Ottawa and just had a kid. Actually, oh yeah, grown up because he had a, yeah. he, he had his show on for quite a while. I mean, it was a, it was a bit of a big deal, and you were on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, John was sweet. John's exactly like. Kiso and John are really, really similar in that oh, yeah? they, yeah, yeah, they're both really, really uh, just sweethearts. And like, it's like, I got a show. Okay. Now here's all the people I like. You're being on it. You're being on it. You're mm-hmm. being on it. You're being on it. Yeah. Just is that yeah, where you they, met Mark, Mark Forward? Cause uh, he was on that show as well. Or, or were you guys? Uh, I knew, I knew Forward from uh, doing stand up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Forward and I've been doing stand up for yeah a long time. Yeah. So it was, yeah, I, I love doing John's show. It, it was a lot of fun in that it, 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 it is similar to Letterkenny in that, um, it was, you know, do it our way a couple of times and then whatever you got, throw it in. And I, I, I love that style of, I don't think I'm particularly a good actor. So when they just let me say what I want to say for the first time, I feel like I'm better at that. Yeah. Like I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I, I love that about like I find that in com in the comedy world as a whole, like you just described, is that it's a lot of you know I get this and I'm bringing my buddies and we're all going to just have a good time. And we're going to laugh and I don't necessarily always care about how it looks. It's like, but are we laughing? Are we having a good time? Let's do it. I think the biggest case classic of that is the Billy Madison or the Happy Madison crew, right? Adam Sandler, who hit obviously the stream that he did, always brings his buddies along. And, and you see that in a lot of comedy spaces across the industry. It's like, bring our friends. Let's all just have a blast together because this is what we love. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, if it weren't for Adam Sandler, uh, Rob Schneider would be in Winnipeg this week instead of me. <laughs> Yeah, would. I, don't, I don't think you give yourself enough credit. You're way funnier than Rob Schneider. <laughs> Very good. Uh, all right. So ta- speaking of, you know, uh, TV shows or movies that have kind of difficult to, to describe plots, can you describe to me the plot of Hotbox? Oh, Hotbox. Yeah, it was, uh, boy, it was uh, like we were trying to do, it was a very ambitious project and uh-huh. it was like, there was uh we were doing sketches, we were doing animation, we were doing like um uh, uh video game stuff. It was uh yeah, it was a brainchild uh Pat Thornton. And uh there was some really, really uh funny stuff on that uh on that show. It just yeah, we just unfortunately we only got one year, which mm-hmm. is uh, too bad because I think it, Basically, uh, Pat did a show, Sunnyside, a couple of years later, and that was basically uh, a better version of, of Hotbox. Okay. Sunny, Sunny, Sunnyside's really funny. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen some Sunnyside. That, that shit was hilarious. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, it, it, I, I do remember. We had like no <laughs> back in the day. The Comedy Network would produce uh, stuff. They don't seem to do that anymore. They seem to like to put thirteen episodes of Big Bang Theory on in a row now. Right, but, yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, but even still, there was like no budget. So I remember we were doing this one. Uh, <laughs> we were doing this one. <laughs> we were doing this one seed called Dream Cops, and. Uh, it's uh it's me and it was a guy named uh sean and we're like we're cops and we're we're chasing pat through like a dream it was a really <laughs> bizarre absurdist sketch <laughs> anyway so we have to we're at uh we're at high park and uh we have to fire off these like cap pistols and stuff and we don't have anything that's saying we're filming anything oh, no. so people are like <laughs> because we're just shooting guns in a park and there's no signage there's nothing <laughs> yeah it's not so welcome anywhere let alone here in canada yeah <laughs> that's amazing um now you also it says here you went to, to vancouver film school for writing for film I did. I did. Yeah. And, and then you, I, I was going to be an auteur. <laughs> well, I, and you wrote and produced two short films. One was called yes. And, and in 2013, and one was called behind the funny. And I couldn't get much <laughs> information on that one. Um, oh, well, uh, you, here's what you need to know. It, okay. uh, it cost me $90,000 <laughs> for, oh, for me to realize I'm better at being a stand up con. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> so never got a release or anything. Uh, no, like it was, you know, like I had a lot of fun in film mm -hmm. school and I have friends who are, do like, they're in the writing aspect of, uh, mm -hmm. things now. So that was, that was, that was very cool. And I needed to take a break from stand up. I was getting burnt out. Um, and I got to live in Vancouver, which is beautiful. And right. I hope I can end up there again one day. That's my favorite place I've ever lived. Uh, nice. but, uh, yeah, in hindsight, I should have stayed in Toronto and just kept doing this stand up, but live and learn. Sure. All right. Well, no risk, no reward. Yes, right. yes, exactly. Let's get to why you're here. How did you get on Letter Kenny? Uh, I auditioned. Uh, yeah, it was just uh, it was just an audition, and I was basically like in that first. Uh, that first scene, I was basically yeah. a gl glorified extra. <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah, I, uh, I, um, yeah, just auditioned for it and they, they liked me. And I think a couple of the, I think Mark, one of the producers had known me from, uh, um, Tim Sims. Mm -hmm. And, uh, so yeah, just got the part that way. Yeah, okay. Just an audition. So, so you didn't previously know Kiso or Tina or anyone, you just, Landed no, there. no, yeah. I, I knew, I knew, I knew K Trev, but yeah, uh, K Trev's the only guy I knew. Yeah. And I mean, but okay. at that time too, K Trev was pretty new to that crew as well. Like, uh, he wasn't one of the the buddies, the Kiso buddies. He no, no, it was really. I don't know if I, I always heard it was supposed to K Trev's part was supposed to go to Dan. Dan, yep. yeah, yeah, but Dan yeah, was we, filming some other stuff, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we we yeah. we still blow our minds trying to figure out what what you know how different Squirrely Dan would have been as with Dan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would have been very different. Um, so uh, yeah, you were on in that first episode, and and uh, they must have liked you enough because they brought you back. And what we learned from the show is that uh, if they like you and if you've earned it, they'll bring you back. Um, and you <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, they will. Yeah, they're the sweetest guys in the world. Uh, Kiso's 
so much fun. And that episode, like I, I read the script and it was, you, you knew just reading the script, like this thing's going to be big. Yeah. Like I, there's so many comedies that they have like an okay story and everything, but there's barely any jokes. And you watch that first episode, which was, you know, they basically took it from the webisode, but it yeah. was just that cold open. It's just bing, 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 <sighs> yeah. bing, bing, bing. And there's like 15 jokes in there. Yeah, it's like it's finally awesome. a comedy that has jokes in it. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and really, non-stop. really funny jokes. Yeah. 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 It is true. Everyone, I mean, we've had a number of people. We had, we had Butria and he talked about that. K-Trev talked about that. Tyler Johnson talked about like everyone is there. The first time they read that script, you all just seem to unanimously know this was something special. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. And I was I was depressed because it was like this is going to be an amazing show, and I'm going to be on the first episode, yeah. and I'm going to be bare ass getting kicked into garbage, and that, <laughs> that's going to be it for me. Yeah, but you had that's a great my, line. That's my claim. Yeah. You had a great line. This is where the dicks hang out. I mean, you, 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 <laughs> thank you. If you're going to have a line, that's got it. That better be it. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So. You you come on to this show, you know nothing about it except that you had a lot of fun in that first episode. And um, when you got a call back, were you surprised or were, were like, how, how, what did you think? Uh, no, I mean, Kiso, again, he's the sweetest guy in the world. And I can't say enough good things about him. Like he, he told me, like, as we were on set, we're, we're having you back, buddy. And he hooked me up with this audition coach because I was going down to L.A. and uh Wow. So, yeah, he said, you know, uh, we're having you back at some point. And, yeah, to, to get the call back, he actually messaged me on Twitter on my uh, birthday a couple of years ago. And he's like, I got a new scene for you. You're coming back. <laughs> it's awesome. Blah, blah, blah. Awesome. He's, he's, he's the greatest guy ever. Yeah. And when, when you go up or, or up to Sudbury to, I mean, you they, they call it summer camp. But, I mean, you probably go up just for a day or so. And, and that's that's kind of your stint there. Uh, yeah, this, uh, this past season was like, it was like four or five days. Uh, mm. it's the best, uh, it's the best they film in Sudbury cause they give you a travel day there and a travel day back. So right. Making money that way. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, but I'm not, I'm yeah. Those guys are there for, mm-hmm. you know, weeks, months at a time. And, mm-hmm. uh, but uh, yeah, I'm not there. Uh, I'm only there for a couple of days usually. Well, our episode tonight is the review and recap of the season finale of season 10. So uh, we're looking forward to that because that's, that's your appearance on it. And uh, kudos. It's, it's, it's a fun, fun, cold open. Oh, thank you. Thank you guys. Yeah. Brilliant. Do you have fun? uh, uh, Kiso seems to have more confidence in me being an actor than I do. Like I I got I got the script and I was like, is this 30 lines? I know like, there's the a lot of, I think I am. Like, <laughs> there's a lot of dialogue in that for sure. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I was like, I'm not, yeah. I'm not Daniel day Lewis. Like, you know, you got me to say toilet. And now all of a sudden you got me <laughs> doing 30 lines on the whole play. Like Jesus Christ. Well, <laughs> and, and, and I know we're going to, we're going to dive into our episode later tonight, but I, and we're going to go back to toilet, but the, I, I did watch the, this episode and man, those 30 lines. I mean, that whole scene, at a high level, if you just read it, doesn't feel like much. But no. when you guys deliver it, like and and this is this is kudos to your delivery of <laughs> of your lines 
the comedic <laughs> timing is brilliant. Yeah. And like, I, you, I just, I laughed the entire time and I'm like, they're just talking about stakes and yeah. I'm <laughs> dying. Cause I'm like, it's so, you're just pulled into your world. of well, this discussion. The, the whole organizing a buck and dough. I mean, Tanya and I can relate. We had, we organized our own Jack and Jill and I remember all, <laughs> all the shit that you had to, Oh, and it's a $25 steak, but this is what you get, you know, with, with your $25. <laughs> like, it's 30 lines, but it's also 30 lines of inane dialogue. Like there's not, yeah, a lot, yeah. there's not a lot that stands out. So your delivery of it and also yeah. the quick cutting back and forth was just brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was, it's, you know, you watch, you watch the show and it's, um, well, like you guys know from having watched all the, all the shows, like you just like, as soon as I read it, I, I like, I, <laughs> Okay, it's gonna be that that letter Kenny patter, that right. bing 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 bing. Yeah. And I know exactly how I think uh Jared says he says like hey now, oh now, and I knew exactly <laughs> how he was gonna say it, and I knew it was gonna make me laugh. Yeah. Please don't have the camera on me when he says that. <laughs> I didn't expect uh Katrev through uh, uh it was filet mignon and he, yeah, <laughs> Phil- minion. Phil- yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that made me laugh really hard. Yeah, well, so I, think, I, I think one of my favorite lines of that whole scene though was was I think it was yours and it was your. I think Wayne asked about Jared asked about what if I bring three people and you're like, well, <laughs> the first person and the third person are regular, but right in the middle, we'll get that discount. Like, it was just it was so well done and and good on you, man. Like I don't think you're giving yourself enough credit because you bring the laugh. Oh, and, it's and brilliant! It's such a such. A delight to watch, man. <laughs> oh, well, thanks, guys. I appreciate that. Uh, I don't know if I don't know if you can say, but will Alexander appear in in season eleven as well? I I, I yeah I can't. Uh, can't <laughs> That's say not fair. Um, well, they, I had to. I, I had to. I had to try. You can't. They've got me on the confidentiality. <laughs> yeah. All good. They uh they 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 win the lottery like <laughs> Roseanne in season eleven. Yeah, you're gonna be <laughs> And you're going to pay somebody to clean the shit on the outside of the toilet. <laughs> I got to say, though, that that cold open on, on for, for the last one there, it was by far my favorite cold open. Like you absolutely oh, win it hands Sobble down. Beach references. You, you win it hands you down don't for me. You don't understand how closely we we uh, we relate to this cold open. Tanya and I have camped at White Sands in Sobble Beach. We, yeah. we've done all that stuff it's, so everything every time you, you said something we're like oh my god that's I just love though how you reference like she's a twat and he's a what was he now I can't remember grump. he's a grump, a grump he's and a she's grump. a twat <laughs> like I was saying there's not going to be many people like yeah. <laughs> it was brilliant it's brilliant Maybe we should. Well, you're probably working tonight. I was say maybe you should come on when we when we recap the episode. <laughs> um, so let's talk a bit about. I mean, because you're not the only stand up comic on on the cast. You have K. Trev and you have Mark Forward. Um, am I missing anybody? Uh, no, it's just That's, those. Does it stand up? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, have you crossed paths with those guys on the on the circuit and um, and how often? Oh yeah, yeah. I used to work with Mark a lot. Mm-hmm. We were both uh, yuck yucks guys, right. and uh, yeah, he was he was always uh, yeah, great, as, especially when I first started out. He was a really good like. I would open for him, and uh, he would close. And Mark's a, just a, a killer, and mm-hmm. he was one of the guys. Like there are other people, Tim Nutt, uh, Chuck Byrne. These are guys you don't know, but really, really good uh, comics who kind of were like. 
you're really funny and you're coming on my show and mm-hmm. yeah, we're, we're going to have a good time sort of thing. Amazing. Um, are you, a, a, I mean, I, I, you've watched that episodes of letter Kenny, but are you a fan of the show? Like, have you watched every single episode? Like, um, Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah no, I, I, I love the show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I really like how, uh, uh, the, um, uh, <laughs> You know, Jared never really uh, like I, I I went to school again for like script writing and everything. And Jared never really uh, did. And I think it actually works uh, because they do basically everything you're not supposed to do. Mm-hmm. They uh, <laughs> they do like I was always told, don't do one sided scenes, which is basically a character talks and then the other character has nothing to do except say what right. or who or what that toilet scene that's a one-sided scene i love it completely <laughs> yeah all they do is ask me questions yeah. like <laughs> and, and we're also told to like don't uh don't uh don't sacrifice story mm-hmm. uh uh, it, it just so you can get a joke in and they do that all the fucking time on this <laughs> show more of that like, than it's not <laughs> yeah 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 so they uh yeah and the um the marie fred episode i really where he first meets her mm-hmm. and i think it's like the last seven minutes of the show there's no dialogue that's we love that yeah lace eeks yeah right? and or no is it Bucky yeah, i've never seen that on a television show before it, it's, it's amazing Bucky yeah mm-hmm. and that song that he picked too i mean he picks the music he he it's it's insane he's got his hands in everything uh mm-hmm. I, I feel like there's, there seems to foster a culture of rule breaking though, because we had Billy Buttry on and we asked him about specific scenes. Like for example, when they're sitting on the back porch of the farmhouse and that piece of wood is obstructing their face, that breaks like so many rules in cinematography (laughs) and, and Billy's just laughing and saying, yeah, but that's, that's what we decided to do. And, um, but that's how you get creative, right? That's how you get uh, stuff you've never seen before, I guess. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, it's, it's, yeah, it, it's a fun show to watch just because they, yeah, they don't follow the rules and they yeah. follow their well, artistic vision. Yeah. Well, on that, I mean, I always ask this to, to every guest and it feels like a good point to put it in, you know, having that early audition, getting it, then getting the callbacks. And I mean, you clearly are a fan and see it. We all love the show. I, I think it's something special, something amazing that they've done in TV. From your perspective and your like, what does it feel like to be a part of something like this? Yeah, it's it's crazy. It's going to be one of those uh, things. Like I'm, I'm, you know, I, I like my stand up and everything. I think I'm a you know pretty good uh, stand up. But yeah, it's going to be <laughs> yeah, one of are. these. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, but yeah, it's crazy in that even though I'm just a tiny piece of it, I'm going to be a tiny piece of something that's going to be remembered for a long time. I, I, I think, and yeah, just have that is very, very cool. Yeah. Well, you mentioned that scene in Bookie Beach, the, the, the last, the, the, the scene, the musical montage basically where Wayne meets Marie Fred is, I was going to ask you, what's your favorite scene? Would that be it? Um, uh, Oh man, I wish I could remember <laughs> the exact dialogue, but it's, uh, the cold open, the uh, uh, dad noises. Oh, uh, dad. My favorite one. <laughs> you like that? Okay, There's dad. There's a okay. few lines in there that just <laughs> kill me. Like, like, yeah. 
Yeah, just uh, was it like like just just PBR Field of Dreams? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. there's some great yeah. stuff in there. Uh, yeah, dad noises kills me. Yeah, yeah. Well, so that's so dad that he went he went to uh, to check my tire pressure or something like that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing. All right, yeah, so and K Trap has a really good one uh, for like it's. It's underrated how much heart is in the show as well. Like, um, not I, at all. I mean, well, I don't, I, not I, from I, our perspective, yeah, not from our yeah, perspective, yeah. but I get what you're saying. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so when uh, K Trev's, uh, he's got a crush on the Mennonite girl, and then <laughs> I can't remember, uh, Lavina Dick. You know, they, yeah. They, they, they like, um, uh, boy, uh, it, she like acknowledges she he likes him back and K Trev kind of does like the the John Candy the bashful sort of oh, look yeah, at the ground yeah. and yeah. look up and like yeah. it's a really <laughs> cute little moment there it's a it's a really good piece of acting by K Trev yeah mm-hmm. I, re- I really like <laughs> he's that. one of our favorites for sure all right we have some list uh, listener questions uh, people we asked uh, our DM group if they hadn't you know, we told them you were going to be on and they were all very excited to hear that and uh, so we asked them for some questions so here they are some of them might be you you may have already answered but uh, if not we, we, we can skip those so first one here from our buddy Challenger uh, did he have to show experience as a plumber and or janitor to secure the role <laughs> 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 no, no. I think uh, Alexander has no idea what he's doing uh, <laughs> whatsoever. <laughs> I think that was a, uh, yeah, that was a, uh, that was a uh, Gail uh, being nice. Uh, <laughs> just This guy's always here. So yeah, let's just give him something to do. Yeah. Uh, so another one from Trollinger. He's uh, said, which skid was the one that got the shit on the outside of the toilet? <laughs> <laughs> Um, from what I understand in the scene, I don't think you can narrow it down to just one person. I believe there's quite a bit of shit. I love the, the deer in the headlights look you give throughout that whole scene. It's just so, it's so perfect. No, it was, it was, it was really easy. Like all, um, that, that scene was like the easiest thing in the world. Cause it, it was just all right there for me. Just, right. uh, Kiso wrote, he wrote, uh, uh, he stands there, uh, uh, barely blinks. So it was like, okay, now I know, I know. Okay. I, I'm just going to stand here and try and sound as stupid as possible <laughs> and not laugh as well. Yeah. 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 I wish, I wish we could have, cause it was a two shot. Like it was a shot of me and mm-hmm. then they turned it around and shot the guys. I wish we were in the shot together because, mm-hmm. uh, I've seen online people like, I wish we could see the bloopers and like, yeah. So because we're ruining the same shot at the same time, there are no bloopers, but yeah. Kiso would not stop fucking laughing that entire scene. <laughs> yeah. We hear that about him, that he, he likes corpse yeah, singing oh, a lot of shots. So yeah. much. Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. There's a, uh, I think in the, uh, the, the last episode there mm-hmm. where they're, they're being drunk, there's, uh, in the cold open, you can see him break a bit. And yeah. I, I was like, yeah, that's that, that key. So that, that, you know, tuck his yeah. head into his shoulder sort of <laughs> thing. And yeah. He breaks. Yeah. But uh, when he breaks it, it means like it's, it means you're doing a good job. Like, right. yeah. you know, praise from Caesar. Yeah. Our buddy Trace here asked, where did they come up with toilet and Uranus? Sorry, Uranus. <laughs> Uranus. I have no idea. That's that's just the guys. From, yeah. From the mind of Jared. 
Yeah. Yeah. It's funny because my, my, it was actually my, my cousin Dave actually calls a toilet a twirlet. Oh, really? He's, yeah. He, yeah. He even adds a W in there. Yeah. So it's twirlet. But, uh, <laughs> nice. <laughs> so, yeah. When I got the thing, it said, you know, you know, stare straight ahead, blank, and you know, toilet. <laughs> it was, it's like, I know exactly how to do this. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's, and it's a very repetitive scene. So, I mean, there is a lot of dialogue, but it's pretty repeated. So, yeah. Yeah. Did you, did you have to recite it each time? I can't even remember. Or, or was it just kind of recycled? I, I don't remember. Oh, no. Yeah. We did it. Yeah. Uh, yeah we uh, ran the scene. Yeah. Uh, Cause I feel you do get more and more exasperated as you have to repeat the story <laughs> yeah, again. Yeah. yeah. And and I wish Victor. I was just thinking was of Victor. Yeah, he, he had a good laugh the day we reviewed that episode because he was having some issue with his how he was watching the episode. So the opening scene replayed like three times for him. <laughs> but he but he said it made him love it even more. Like every time he it just kept he watched he, the whole thing uh, three times. <laughs> that is his favorite favorite episode. Yeah. Yeah, it's killing him that he's not here tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Um, let's see here from Adrian for Jeff. How's the dy- dynamic with the crew given it's, uh, he's just there for it. I'd assume part of a, a day per season. Yeah. So yeah. What's it like? I mean, this is a very tight knit crew, obviously, yeah. you know, they spend a lot of time together when, when they're shooting and, and I've had, we've asked this about out, you know, from Alex McCooey and some of the other actors who aren't part of the, the normal or not normal, the, the regular cast, if you know what I mean, how is it coming in? to that, you know, because you, you're probably only there for a day, right? Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're all really nice. They're all, um, everybody it's, it's a little thing, but like, like, like Michelle and Dylan and like everybody, like everybody knows your name. Everybody talks to you. Everybody's yes. A sweetheart. Like, yeah, it's, it's, it's very laid back. It's, um, I've been on some shows. I did a movie called Dog Pound, and mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> the, the cast was about to mutiny. Like nobody, nobody liked each other. Oh, it, was, no. <laughs> it was terrible. It, they they really do have that uh, that bullshit. Uh, you know, you think it's fake because they say it and every press interview, they really do have a family like vibe on the show. Right. You can tell everybody really likes each other and everybody's really supportive and really professional. Mm-hmm. That's cool. awesome. Uh, Stephen Walker, uh, you, you kind of already answered this, but uh, just uh, in case, what, what was it like being there, you know, season one, episode one, and then coming back seasons later, had things changed? And if so, how, and how much, like how, how had they changed? Uh, um, they're way, uh, uh, I, I, Jacob is like, (laughs) he's so, he knows exactly what he wants now. Uh, so it's just like, that's why I love being on the show is, uh, and especially like having these parts where like, I, I always, I always, uh, was a big American office fan. And I always Mm -hmm. thought Creed had the best role in show business where like, he would get like four lines, but they'd all be hilarious. Right. And then he would just leave. And that's what I always like. I don't like sitting in a trailer for 12 hours while right. they adjust the lighting and this and that and yeah. the other thing. So the, for the guys to give me a couple of episodes every year and give me some funny lines, like mm-hmm. that's, that's, that's perfect. And, and it's changed in that. I remember doing that first 
<laughs> that first episode, uh, like knowing it was going to be really, really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that, that scene where like, you know, I'm, I'm like, uh, taking a piss and the guy kicks me in the ass and I fall into garbage. And, um, I think because it was the first shoot, uh, Jacob wanted to get it right. right. So we did that thing over and over. Really? And over and over. <laughs> yeah. And like, I, you know, and do you do your own stunt point, or did you have a stunt butt or was that your butt? And that was you. Oh, no, no. Yeah. That's, that's my real ass. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. At some point uh, when I was filming that, it went from I'm being part of a cool show to feeling like, oh, I'm a guy getting kicked in the ass into garbage. Yeah. yeah. It almost <laughs> felt like doing this for four hours. Yeah. Almost felt like you're being hazed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But now, like, uh, I mean, that, um, pretty much all the shots I've been in has mm-hmm. been bang, 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 bang. Like, like they've got it down to a science. Everybody yeah. has their character. Everybody knows exactly what they're doing. Like Jacob knows how he wants it shot. It's, nah. it's, it's so quick. It's, it's Yeah. They've tailored their craft by now. They know what, yeah, they know what's yeah. what. Yeah. Yeah. They know what they're doing. Yeah. Uh, another one from Adrian, how much of the slow learning characteristics were written and how much of it was at, like, did you add or, or were added after? <laughs> Um, pretty much the, uh, it it was, it was all there. It was just, uh, as I, as I said, it really wasn't that hard for me. Just, Mm -hmm. yeah, you're, you're slow and you're, you know, you don't blink. You're, (laughs) you're just completely (laughs) bamboozled by this situation. The, The only thing I remember us adding in that scene was like, um, at the very end, uh, Jacob uh, said to me, "He's he's like uh, for the last uh, little bit. He's like now, you know, like I think I say, but I'm like I know how the shit got on the toilet, but why would someone shit on the outside of the toilet? <laughs> and he's like, like, like you're like bamboozled, like you're trying to put yeah. that together in your head. So I'm like, I'm you know, I'm using my fingers and I'm trying to piece it together, and then I, you know, I." come to the revelation or, or revelation that, uh, you know, I'm actually cleaning up shit and I kind of have a crack in my voice cause I'm so upset about it. Like, yeah, it's that was all kind of yeah. on, on the day, but everything else was, yeah, I, I kind of knew what I was doing going in. Can you remember how many takes that, that toilet scene took? It honestly, it honestly wasn't too many. Like no. we, no, we, we did it like two or three times and yeah. Uh, uh yeah, Kiso, yeah, kept cracking up and he's like he's like he's like, just turn it around. We got that. It was it was it was really nice. Yeah. It was nice to again to have that uh you know, the show of approval from from the boss. Yeah, yeah. that's what he was looking for. What about uh the the last up the season ten finale? How many scenes did that one take? Uh, that that one didn't take very many at all either. Yeah. The, what, that, that one also was like like again, I knew exactly what they they wanted, and yeah, hopefully, I, I you know, I, I think I gave them what they wanted anyway. Yeah. Uh, but that was also we're we're also on like the last day of filming, so short of anybody losing an arm, I think we were <laughs> okay. Let's, let's fucking go, guys! Wrap it up. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Our, uh, our exactly. It was like it was like thirty five Celsius as well. It was like oh, it's uh, hot. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, let's just get the shit done. Nice. 
Uh, we have our buddy T Shorzy. Uh, he runs the Shorzy account on Twitter, and he just says, "There's right. no, there's no way it wasn't Shorzy that hit that shit on the walls." So he's <laughs> he's, he's taking uh, responsibility. That's definitely that. a Shorzy move. Yeah. <laughs> um, and just a, a comment from our friend Awesome. She's the Letter Kenny. Uh, Reddit, um, one of the moderators on Letterkenny Reddit says, Mr. McHenry, did you know that at the time you were condemning me to an indefinite period of having to flag and remove pictures of the world's nastiest bogs from the sub? (laughs) 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 So, uh, she, I think that's her way of saying thank you. <laughs> you know what? I did know that at the time. You know what? I did. I just didn't care. I just. <laughs> she'll appreciate that answer. Yeah. Have you done an AMA yet on on Reddit? No, no, I haven't. No. Um, I, I bet you she would love to have you if uh, you'd be interested in doing one one day. Yeah, for sure. All right, I'll I'll uh, I'll let her know, and she she didn't ask me to ask you, but I knew I know that uh, she would probably love to have you. Um, so yeah, those are all my listener questions. I mean, uh, Jeff, thank you so much. You answered every single one of them. So why don't you tell us how uh, people can reach you or or promote anything that you're you know anything coming up? Okay, uh, yeah. So it's just my uh, my name uh, for like Twitter. Uh, so I'm at uh, Jeff McHenry. That's mm-hmm. uh, J E F F M C E N E R Y. Um, and, uh, yeah, I have a Facebook, uh, fan page, uh, mm-hmm. that has about, uh, <laughs> I don't know, 500 fans. And, uh, yeah, it's really kind of a nuisance at this point. Yeah, but- <laughs> you know what? Facebook is a cesspool. You, you can drop yeah. the Facebook. Everyone's on, all the kids are doing TikTok and stuff. Now you need to be on TikTok. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> do, you, do you have any upcoming shows or anything mm-hmm. like, or how, like you're after Winnipeg? Where's next? You come oh, back to Toronto to do any shows? Lock up your daughter's Paris, Ontario. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. I've got friends or family out in Paris. Yeah. <laughs> oh, there you go. Yeah. So I'm at, uh, I'm at, uh, the Gators tail pub in Kitchener, Ontario, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> uh, Ottawa, uh, Paris, uh, Niagara on the lake, all, all the, all the hot spots. Yeah. Oh, hitting the winos, eh? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We'll, nice. we'll see if we can uh, squeeze Madison square garden in there <laughs> <laughs> what about in y- between Paris and Gators tail. Uh, what about yuck yucks? Uh, we haven't been to yuck yucks in years. Like is, how's that, is that still open? I don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> wow well I'm, I'm i'm asking a comedian he'll know yeah, yeah well we're, we're we're trying we're trying uh we're trying yeah i i uh perform and then uh afterwards i gotta do the dishes after yeah well, you everybody takes off but perfect i i gotta ask have you ever done the uh the corner comedy club in toronto Oh, the corner. I never, uh, no, I did do it once. Yeah. Okay. That is one of the most fun and intimate places to do comedy. Like it is like I, I, for anyone listening, I kid you know, you can fit 15 people in total into this room. The, the comedian stands on like a barrel at the front (laughs) of the room with tables in close proximity. The bar is like a fridge. It's great. And Mm -hmm. it's, uh, yeah. I'm just, I was curious if you've been there. So I've been there once and it was such a blast. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it, it's, it's, it's great. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Yuck Yucks was our place when it was at Young and Egg, but then they moved and we, 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 yeah, they we did. Never, yeah. They moved downtown. We had we children. Never, yeah. And we had, we kids. had to- that's it. Kids, <laughs> kids fuck everything up. That's lessons to be learned right now. Is 
but yeah, we, we laugh factory, laugh resort, all those places we loved, but yuck yucks was our, was our jam for yeah. sure. We saw some, some great acts there. Mm. All right. Well, thank you so much, Jeff, for, for joining us tonight and for being accommodating, by the way, uh, <sighs> you, you, uh, moved your schedule for us yeah. and we appreciate that. And, uh, hopefully we'll have you back. Uh, if you, if you'll have us back. <laughs> oh, I'd love to guys. Yeah, no, I had a, yeah. I had a wonderful time. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So appreciates it, man. Yeah. And have a <laughs> great you. set tonight in, in uh, Winnipeg. Thank you. Thank you. I'll try my best. All right. I'm going to stay gonna... warm. Oh, yeah. Stay warm. <laughs> <laughs> I will. That, that might be difficult to do. I'm going to play us off here with a, one of my favorite songs from the show. It's fashionable people by Joel Plaskett emergency. Let's get this. that's all we have for this episode jeff thank you so much for joining us tonight is there uh we already talked about your your um your facebook and your twitter and uh your your upcoming show so that's great and we know where to find you online so don't forget to give our sponsor diabolical coffee some love they are diabolicalcoffee.com right now you can use promo code protostand for 10 percent off any purchase from their site if you'd like to support the podcast, rate us on iTunes or become a patron. There's a Patreon link on our site, uh, Twitter profile, at ProtostanPod. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. Thank you for joining us. Uh, now we're going to go, I don't know, check out uh, Jeff at the at, in Winnipeg. Check out a comedy set. <laughs> on behalf of Jeff, Matt, Tanya, and myself, thank you for listening and have a great week. Let's get moving before... I'm loaded. The dancers need a dance floor. The swingers got a swing.